welcome back to the OWA Talks podcast. I am your co-host Stephanie here with my co-host Sandra. And this month for February, um, we have an another amazing guest, and it is Elise Henkel, the Senior Director of Market Research and Analytics at the Vision Council. Welcome, Elise. Thank you. Delighted to be here. So let's start out. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? So, like you said, I lead the market research team. I think most folks know this already, but for those who don't, the Vision Council is the trade association for the optical industry. Um, I joined uh, the Vision Council two years ago. It put me on to help modernize the technology and sort of update the methodology for our market research programs. So that's what I spent the last couple of years doing, redesigning the market research programs and data systems here. I've Overall, though, I've spent about 15 years working in the data and research world. Um, My background has been in data analytics and program evaluation, mostly working at big organizations like Goodwill and AARP. After my master's degree, I did a fellowship with Harvard University's Center on Education Research in a program called the Strategic Data Project, where I helped a school district sort of better understand how to use data to make decisions. Mostly I mentioned that because another um, member of my research team at the Vision Council met through that fellowship. But overall, the Vision Council is sort of my first foray into the optical industry, sort of besides being a longtime glasses wearer. uh, And I've learned a lot about the industry over the last couple of years. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And we welcome you into the optical profession. And so we'd love to get to know a little bit more about the hows and whys of Um, the OWA. How did you get involved with us and why did you get involved with us? Well, so I found out about the OWA through uh, my colleagues at the Vision Council. So the Vision Council has been a longtime supporter of the OWA. My real interaction with them has been like I've been lucky enough to attend um, OWA's in-person events at the last few Vision Expos of Vision Expo East and Vision Expo West over the last couple of years. I remember sort of sitting in New York last March at like the 7 a.m. breakfast um, and the room was just packed to the gills and just being sort of really impressed that um, OWA could have such a great turnout at 7 a.m. And so that was a really great introduction to sort of OWA in person and sort of got to hear a lot about the the leaders in the industry. Overall, I've just been really impressed with the organization and have really appreciated how welcoming everyone is that I've met at those events. So today you're here to talk to us more about the Market Insights Report, which is also part of the Insights Research Program with the Vision Council. Can you share with us when this program started and what the goal of starting this program was for the optical community? Research consistently ranks as one of the sort of top member benefits um, in our member satisfaction surveys for the Vision Council. So it was a real priority for us to sort of deliver uh, the best information we could to our members. However, you know, a few years ago, sort of through input from our members in these kind of surveys and sort of, you know, just conversations uh, staff were having with our members um, and through our own internal evaluation, we really identified a need to, to make significant improvements to our research program. So um, in part, that's why I was brought on board um, and embarked on this, as I called it, like a research redesign project. 
um, when I was on really to focus on a few things to build out this program. So we wanted to to make the information more timely. So to speed up production and and get the information out faster to our members. We also really wanted to to build on the confidence that our members had in our data, um, making sure that you know they were really confident that our data was accurate and clear. And that sort of logistical stuff, making everything a little bit easier to download and access and sort of giving folks the data in a format that was useful for them. So those, so that's sort of how we um, approached what we wanted to accomplish. We worked both with our board of directors and then a task force of members um, to create this new program called the Insights Research Program. So we ended up retiring our old uh, market research program, which was called Vision Watch, um, at the end of 2021. And so 2022 was the year that we launched um, our new program, and we released a, a variety of reports through the Insights program, including this most recent market research uh, estimates, which is called the, the Market Insights program that we just launched in January, which is a reflection of 2022 numbers. Um, but throughout last year, we released all kinds of reports, including um, you know specialized topics like sunglasses or how in-person shoppers differ from online shoppers, that sort of thing, as well as a quarterly consumer insights report. So it's been um, uh, a labor of love over the last couple of years, um, redesigning, and we're very excited to be at the launch point now where we've released um, a report in all of the different categories that we've created. A few minutes ago, you were sharing with us sort of your background and experiences and, and how you got to come with to to this position that you're in now. And, and you've shared some of the experiences that you've had working with complex data analysis for a number of years, which isn't necessarily um, something that a lot of us are comfortable doing. Um, and so a lot of us love having this, this information and, and data, but why do you think that this is such an important area that the optometric field needs in a tool like Market Insights? Um, so much so that that you think that this product was launched to help us? Overall, I think that there's just a lot of demand for data in the industry, but there aren't that many sources of data specific to our industry. And so that's where we're really trying to, to fill that gap with the information that we're publishing. So overall, we, we really strive to produce as accurate data as possible. And I think that's really important for the industry to make sure that the, the data that is available in the industry, you know, is really accurate and timely in particular. So that way, when um, new data is released, it's released sort of in a timeframe that uh, folks can do something with it. And then overall, really, we think that sort of the new methodology and sort of technology that we've integrated into the Market Insights program is also a helpful step forward in terms of data for the industry, making sure that we're taking advantage of all of the advances in technology and and uh, giving the best data possible. But sort of bottom line, um, you know, I think the optometric industry overall needs a comprehensive view of the market to understand, you know, um, what's being purchased, what does demand look like, how much are people spending, and there's not really another source for that in the market. And so uh, that's where we think that the Market Insights Report really fills that need. I love looking at all that data. I find it real fascinating, and I, it's really important. I, I agree that to know where what's going on in the, the industry. So in the newest report, the data estimates that the U.S. optical retail market 
is worth an estimated $76.5 billion, which is incredible. How can different segments of the industry use this data to help making strategic business decisions as they plan their strategies for the year ahead? We haven't always had such a large number um, in these market estimates, but we're really confident in our new methodology and all of the data sources that we've put into it, uh, that we think that that number is a really good representative number of the industry. So sort of getting to how folks use it, you know, every company is going to have kind of a different approach to using the data, but we know that companies across the industry use this information to, for instance, like inform their sales reps um, about what kind of demand to expect in some cases to help calibrate the supply that they're producing. And I think in particular for those looking to expand their business or even for folks looking to get into the industry for the first time, they can really use this kind of information to better understand the the areas with growth potential so they can sort of understand their piece of the market better with this detailed data. Were there any industry members involved in the development of this research program? And if so, how did their involvement help with creating a robust and an impactful set of data for the industry? So I've been really grateful to have the involvement of what we've called our research task force over the last couple of years. I think they we spun up this task force about a year and a half ago, uh, trying to get some industry experts uh, to weigh in on the changes that we were making, the methodology that we were using, and making sure that you know, what we were doing was aligned with industry wants and needs. So we've had a variety of folks join in on those meetings. We have companies like Markelin and FGX represented, as well as folks from the Lens side, Hoya and Zeiss. We have a member from VSP. On the contact Lens side, Cooper Vision was involved. And then we have a couple of representatives from Essilor Luxotica and other retailers like Warby Parker and iMart Express um, and Maui Jim has also contributed to the task force as well. So we've had sort of a good cross-section of folks um, from different products and things on the industry and really they've provided like detailed feedback on the surveys that we've um, developed um, and the reports that we've produced into what topics we would research and sort of what we uh, would end up publishing, especially in our focused insight series, which is sort of our special interest report that are that are um, spotlighting sort of something in particular that we wanted to dive deep on. So I think I mentioned this before, but we did some around like digital habits. So looking at how how people shop online for eyewear and eye care. Um, and some other elements last year. So they've been really helpful. Um, and they've also helped us make sure that our methodology is on point. So in particular, the methodology is very different than we used before for estimating market size. And so they were really instrumental in making sure that we were sort of hitting the mark better. So initially, when we sent our first estimate, sort of our first pass to them um, and had them look over it, they were able to provide some really great feedback, helping us understand that, you know, 
some details about the, the pricing methods that we were using um, wasn't always in line with industry standards. And so that's one example of like a very big change that we made to our methodology based on this industry um, input. We think it's really helped improve um, the quality of our work um, across all of the different kind of reports that we've produced. So we're super grateful to have their involvement. That's really great. They have so many different companies within the industry putting in input. I think that helps make it really diverse. So it's that time of year again where it's Vision Expo. We got Vision Expo East coming up in March. And a lot of our listeners are going to be there in New York. Will there be any opportunities for them to connect with you or to learn more about the research programs that are going on within the Vision Council? Yes, absolutely. My team and I will be there and around during and sort of before the show. So we're very much looking to fill our schedules up with folks interested in learning more about our market research. So I would love it if your listeners would reach out to me to set up some time to chat in person at the show. I think that's a great way to you know, continue sort of making these connections in the industry. Um, we will have an opportunity for interested folks to join um, a more formal market research committee. Um, so I was talking about the research task force that we spun up, but we also will have an opportunity to have folks join um, the market research committee. So we'll be looking for interested people at the event too, to talk to us sort of about their interest in working with us more closely. And then overall, like uh, the me, the rest of my team will be doing at least a few presentations um, in New York. So we'll be at the Optiport event leading up to the expo. And then we'll also be presenting on the main stage of the show floor with the Contact Lens Institute on Friday the 17th about a research project we're collaborating on um, regarding dual wearers. So those are folks like me who sort of alternate between glasses and contact lenses. Every year we've been doing the podcast, we talk about Vision Expo East, and I know it's been one of our um, most listened to podcasts of the year. Do you have any tips or insights on what's new this year at Visit Vision Expo East for us to look forward to as, as we plan out our expo experiences? Yeah. Um, so I've with our show team a little bit to make sure that I'm sharing all the rights. One thing that's going to be really different this year is that the exhibits will be all on one floor, um, sort of amping up the show's energy and, and hopefully optimizing attendee scheduling for everyone so you don't have to sort of go between the two floors. Um, and then also, given the timing of the show this year, uh, like with St. Patrick's Day and March Madness going on, that there should be some fun events related to those. So we end every episode with kind of your parting words or your last piece of advice for our listeners. What would be your parting words for our listeners? I would love to direct folks to... The Vision Council's Research Download Center, um, where members of the Vision Council can download uh, these reports for free. Um, and there's a ton of data available. And I think it's all very in a very accessible format for folks. Uh, so I'd really encourage people who haven't checked out um, our reports, even the market report or some of the other special reports that we published last year, would encourage folks to do that and, and reach out with questions. And then one last thing you did mention about Vision Expo and reaching out to you uh, ahead of time if they wanted to meet with you or anyone on your team, what would be the best way for someone to reach out to you? 
Yeah, so folks are welcome to uh, reach out to me via email. You can find my email on uh, the Vision Council's website under the staff section. Love to spend some time with your listeners at the event. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Elise. A lot of really interesting things going on in the world of analytics in the optical industry, and I'm excited to see the things that you guys come up with. So thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It was great to chat. I hope you have a wonderful time at Vision Expo East. Thank you. And we'll see everybody on our next episode.